0: I love the documentary, and I lived near that pub for a good few years. And I would walk past the markets to get to work when we were based on Abbey Street. And it made me when just I'm not talking about the pub right now, but when you were wandering around, you walked into the markets and got an insight into it as well. It made me kind of go why didn't I just stop and appreciate like the history of the area? Because coming from a new world country to this country, I should have taken more time to appreciate it. And you did really well in the documentary doing that. Like, uh, thanks.
1: Oh, thanks. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad it it just, it's trying to make it a little bit more accessible. It's a bit like the music itself. It's, um, it's a little inaccessible to people and it's hiding in plain sight. Uh, and people... Are looking at it and not seeing it or not hearing it properly or not not, not that they're not hearing it properly, but they 're not hearing it to their own advantage mm-hmm. in a way that I think that they can because it 's still here it 's very vibrant it 's not just here it 's all over yeah and pe- <clears throat> people are gravitating towards us for you know a number of different reasons, but it 's a kind of an artistic creative expression that we have here
0: yeah.
1: uh, that has been um mishandled a little bit in some cases. Mm. And has kind of repulsed people um, for good reason sometimes, mm, yeah. but which is a little a, a little glory in there. That's, uh, so I was hoping to get some sort of access to it.
0: I just think, and I've, th- I've thought about this a lot since I moved here in 1999. That you know, when you travel the world as a Canadian, you don't have that sense of depth of what that means as an identity. But I could pick up that really quickly when I moved here and we went abroad with the in Dempsey Breakfast Show, and they're like, "Let's all go to an Irish pub," and I'm like, "We're in Tokyo, goddammit, Why are we going to an Irish pub?" <laughs> no, that
1: did get mad I, I, yeah, Although I, I would have gone at times when, yeah, I would have gone at times earlier, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. It depends on which, but how much how long you're going to be away.
0: Yeah. I think there's, yes. if
1: you're going to be away for a while, it's good to kind of, you know, touch base.
0: I think so, but I just. But can't it's like get going over. to
1: Torremolinos and going and wondering where <laughs> the brown sauce is. Like, it's just, that's idiotic. It's just idiotic, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. And then you find you find that the, you know, the Irish pub was owned by, you know, some Austrian kind of diplomat who was set up in the place wherever it is. And it really is, it's kind of crazy. But it was interesting that what they took, what. That yes. thing they say, well, look, yeah, but when you go into an old pub and there's kind of uh, brown little snug, that yeah. kind of just in, it takes you into its bosom. <laughs> <laughs> there are then, reasons why it's why why it is cool, and now we're losing them basically because yeah, yeah pub culture has changed completely. It's gone. Some, you know, there are very few vocational barmen anymore.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when I was watching the documentary as well. Yeah. But the depth of the Irish identity, Brendan, like it's just, it's so incredible to me because you don't get that with other countries necessarily sometimes and it's not just you as as us as a nation it's when we travel everyone knows really what it means and like you in the documentary the first note that you played for example I'm like that note would take me to that cozy snug in a pub and it's just so all-encompassing like I just think it's amazing and something we should be proud of.
1: What it is is um, I had a big rouse with uh, John Michael McDonough over the idea of um, you know nationalism and all this kind of stuff and not just with him but all over the years Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't believe in jingoism. I don't believe in otherness being a problem. I do believe in tapping the mind that is there looking at you, that you have access to, that you can actually reach deep into. It's like the Irish language, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a chance still in this generation to access something that is remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary. And so you would try to take advantage of that. What drew me to it was the people that it draws to us. Yeah. So that I found myself really uh, amongst a crowd of people that I really enjoyed being with. Anytime I was in a place where they were playing music, it was just very odd. You kind of say, what's going on? It's a creative and an expression. Uh, and it's a communal um, mm-hmm. engagement where you don't need words. Uh, you don't need to express anything uh, on the nose. It's just that you're in, involved in something artistic yeah. with other people that you haven't known up to now and that you don't need to know any better other than to know that uh, this is a shared moment. Yeah. And it does a, does a kind of, um, you know, with the whole thing with screens and everything else and there's a kind of a visceral reality to it. Yes. Where you're sitting in other people's company and there's something sharing and allowing that and facilitating it and actually making it more, making it better. Yeah. And it's just in terms of, like, what are we here? Like, we're here, people talk about trying to be happy and trying to be this. And what, what can you do with life only trying to appreciate it as you're living through it and try to feel good about what's happening? Mm-hmm. I mean, the music, that's the music allows you to do. I remember coming home and I'd be absolutely frayed from talking too much, whatever, traveling too much, doing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you'd either listen to or play a tune in Hughes's, and it was just pure bam for the soul. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not only that, but you'd go in in rotten humor, and you'd become lifted and buoyant. It's funny. I mean, it's like going for a walk and happen, do the same thing. Yeah. But it is a very particular sort of an aspect that has a social aspect to it too, you know. The the thing I feel mostly when you walk into these places is humility and that you just, Mm. you know, and then the extraordinary things that can happen within it. Can
0: I talk about something else that's incredible is right now on the global screens, Ireland's dominating. Like even last night at the BAFTAs, how incredible is that as someone who's been part of the industry for a long time, did you? Are you like, yeah? I, this was all going to happen. I knew this was going to happen, but no. it's just amazing, isn't it? Like it's just yeah, but for it's such the way a small it's country. Happening. Yeah,
1: you know. And I'll put it down to Michael D. Higgins, mm. our great yeah, Uhtaran, who started um, insisted on reconstituting the film board and brought in tax things to bring the industry in, yeah. and got crews. Um, all, you know, and my great friend John Burman who was part of the film board. And so a few real, real trailblazers who 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 allowed this thing to be encouraged, and it's a bit like what's happening in sports now. It's only now we're beginning to fund sporting and we see what's happening with regard to, you know, yeah, Monanoigas, Chukashi and all that stuff. So the thing is you you have to facilitate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anytime anything happens here, where a film comes out that's half good, it's going to win the Oscars. You know, everybody starts. The way it's happening now is the way it should happen. Mm-hmm. These fellows are fantastic actors. Exactly. You know, Sirsha is an extraordinary actor, uh, Jesse is an extraordinary yes. actor. Yes. And it's coming from a natural place where they're achieving. Their application is extraordinary. Their talent is extraordinary. They don't expect favours from anybody. They go out, they do the work, and they find it, and they imbue everything they have it with Mm -hmm. integrity Mm -hmm. and creativity. And so they become then the torchbearers for what's coming after them again. And it's like it just is passing the baton. And it just means that now that it's starting to build up, you know, But the backup is certainly fine, you know. The the people are coming through now, there's an extraordinary amount of people who are coming through. That's what
0: I think everyone is amazed by now. Well, I think
1: you've got it's got to be about the work, though. It's not like and the idea that it's Irish. Like, I love the way they represent us here, yeah. You know, in terms of I just love their personalities, yeah. Um, I love love the respect and the integrity that they have, uh, and uh, the humility that they carry with them, yeah. And the work is what. What is important? Mm -hmm. All of this has been done the right way. So it's not about bling and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it's about actual proper creative talent that's flourishing you know and i think the more we can encourage filmmakers the more we can kind of It's
0: been incredible. It
1: has been incredible yeah. and it's a great thing you know. I think we
0: thing. all feel like winners because someone like exactly. we've rode in behind someone exactly. and you can see photographs at baftas and everyone's like hugging each other and like you can tell the camaraderie is there. It is yeah. We have a lot of young listeners to weekend breakfast and we put it to them who their favorite character you played was <laughs> um i don't know would you hazard a guess? Knuckles <laughs> Yes <that's actually> it. <laughs> It's totally knuckles <laughs> It's still one of my favourites too And I'm that's not sure. That's pretty 10. great yeah, I
1: was a lot oh. of fun doing that Oh my god I, I sliced the finger off myself Did you know that We <laughs> did do, doing that Doing that very very uh, uh, quick chopping The attention to detail in, in Paddington The first one I saw Only when I was offered the second one
0: Yes And yeah. I said wow
1: this is really great it's Amazing And uh so that was a real joy to do. And it's then a joy it was, to watch. Yeah, no, it's yeah. fun. And honestly, I saw the first day that Hugh Grant came in, in his pink suit, that he, when he dances at the end.
0: <laughs> it was just funny, and it oh, was so was warm. For,
1: I've never laughed as I long. Know. I was in there, I just, I went into his trailer to say, because I was going when he was starting. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he was sitting there
1: <laughs> in this kind of, he, did, he was doing this hangdog shtick, you know, in his all this sequence. <laughs> and I honestly haven't laughed as much, it was just so funny. It was so brilliant. He was so great in that as well. So, yeah, I've, I am really, I'm really, really chuffed. Knuckles I was pretty
0: high. Like, stuff. it was about 60% of the favourite character. <laughs> no, I thought I love, you were going to guess Harry Potter. See, yeah, pardon? I thought you were going to guess Harry Potter, but no, Yeah. I, uh, that's
1: in there too, you know. Yeah. But like, it's just yeah. So I love good. doing things I like, I remember getting slagged uh, by somebody saying, "Oh yeah, Jesus L- trying to hear brand at least trying to justify the Smurfs is like really pathetic or something." Mm. And uh, and I I was getting enthusiastic about it because I really felt I don't care. Yeah, doing kids' movies is the biggest privilege. It's amazing, and you just kind of like when you think about what you looked and how impactful mm-hmm. movies can be when you're that age yeah. or when you're growing up.
0: Yeah, I It's know. a privilege
1: to do stuff with them. It's brilliant.
0: Totally. I I mean I'm doing my dream job by being a radio presenter, but my second job would be I've always wanted to be the voice of a long-standing cartoon character. Oh, there you like go. Lisa Simpson basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It would be good, wouldn't
0: it? <laughs> it's great. I know I'm not going to press you now, a final question, but on the Joker movie, what yeah. can you tell us about it if anything? It's
1: going out in October.
0: Okay, that's all you can tell. <laughs> but is it true after you saw Joaquin in the first one, you're like, oh, this would be a good thing to be part of?
1: No, I saw Joaquin the first thing, and I said that's the best performance I've ever seen of uh, yeah. anything. Like I'd worked with him before, mm-hmm. you know, I did The Village with him, um, and Which we didn't great. really, we, you know, we, we, so I knew him, I knew he was a really proper person, mm-hmm. and I knew he was a proper actor, but that, that Joker performance, the first one. Wasn't it? And I blitzed him the first time I went back over to the, to the second one. And I said, I'm just going to tell you this. I just think that was the best performance I've ever seen.
0: Oh, you're making it worse. He said, you're <laughs> making it worse.
1: Because <laughs> he frets all the time. He yes. always thinks that he's miscast. And he always thinks that you know, he'll You never, can tell uh,
0: that about him, actually. Pardon? You can tell that about him. Oh, he's him. always at it. But it was
1: like, uh, it transcended everything. Yeah. So I heard that they were looking for me for the second one. I didn't have to think twice. Yeah. So is, Joaquin is doing it. That's it.
0: Yeah, You've and, had such a diverse it. career. It's quite incredible. And it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you.
1: Oh, thank you so much me, for your you. time. <laughs> thank you. <Good> <laughs> well, Weekend Breakfast.
0: With Alison Curses. Playing the music you love. Today I found. It all happens here.